Hello and welcome back to Culinary Crash Course. Uh, today is going to be our first Kitchen Talk episode. Uh, today, the topic is... It's picking up other people's slack. Uh, mostly, you know, working in the kitchen. Uh, part of uh, taking it seriously, you'll at times come into people who work in the same environment and, uh, you know, don't take it as seriously. And so a lot of the times uh, when you go that extra mile and put in extra effort, you end up having to do like more than what you're kind of asked to do because a lot of people are doing less of less than what is asked of them, you know, than what they should be doing. So it's like yeah. just part of like trying to get your job done. You're now having to go in and, uh, you know, fix you know either people's mistakes or do things that they just neglected or didn't do you know like cleaning up a station you come into someone's station uh, on a p.m shift and it's like if someone just leaves like leaves the station completely dirty you know like that's extra work you now have to do in that trade-off where it's like i'm setting myself up for my shift now and it's like you have not helped that in any way you've only made that like harder on me i guess right yeah absolutely i especially feel like that is like a big thing in like bigger kitchens especially like i feel like anytime i've been in like small kitchens you know it's kind of just uh due to yourself being responsible for how you set yourself up for the next day but especially in big kitchens um that have like anywhere from like 10 to let's say 15 employees they'll they'll have those people who like work you know, and of course, they're going to have the strong people work at night because, you know, they have more covers at night. You have more covers at night than you do in the morning. That's just like kind of a known fact in the restaurant industry, unless you're like just a breakfast place. But like normally, you know, in the afternoon, uh, there's a lot more covers um, and you just have to deal with like the morning people who are usually who are supposed to be strong line cooks uh, or strong in the kitchen. But most of the time that I've I'd say, like, more than half the time, it's, like, the morning people are kind of uh, lackluster or weak. Um, I have worked in plenty of kitchens where the morning people were strong, and, like, I would come in, and my station was, like, prepped up and everything, and everything was great. But there are definitely those kitchens where, like, the morning people are the morning people because they're weaker and they can't handle as many covers and things like that. Um, but why don't, you talk, why don't you talk about, like, a couple of uh, stories of just um, times that you've come in and, like, it's just been absolutely you know terrible uh i mean just an example of that just kind of having to do more because of other people doing less um right one of my previous jobs i was a prep cook and uh the whole prep team kind of shared a prep list and so um what what ended up happening was the faster you did your prep items the more prep you had to do because the other people would take their time with it and purposefully go slower so they would do less over the day you know so it's like i'm i'm there trying to uh as a prep person like my shift ends once my list is done i'm not there for as like a line cook i'm not there for a set amount of hours i'm there to prep this and get out you know so i'm trying my best to do what i can to get out like as fast as I can, you know, like be as, as, as efficient as possible. Yeah. But, um, at times like they would, uh, they would just purposefully abuse that and go slower. So 
if they're taking longer on something that could easily be done quicker, uh, they would just have to do less because the prep list is shared. So I, I ended up talking to my manager at that job about that, and they kind of uh, yeah I they understood that, and they ended up splitting up the prep list because of that. Like yeah, I feel like some places like that, especially the managers, kind of just let it happen. They're just kind of like, well, you know, I tried talking to them, but that's just how it is, and they just kind of keep letting it uh, happen. And uh, just you know, I go into like what how your conversation with your manager was. Uh, I mean, it's just like uh, he 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 understood exactly what I what I was talking about when I said it, and uh, I don't know. I think he felt enlightened by me saying it and by me bringing up the fact that like you know, people were just like noticeably slacking to do less work and to be there longer, and it's just like uh, we he quickly implemented from that uh, personal prep lists. And then it was just like, from that point on, it was no problem. Like, I just worried about my own stuff. I didn't have to pick up anything that they weren't doing. Like, it's like, if they wanted to take their time, take your time. But it's like, don't hold me accountable for what you're not doing or what you're not getting to, you know? Yeah, and I I absolutely agree. And I think think that there are some instances where it's okay if you have to do somebody else's prep because maybe the day was busy. But, like, I feel like more, like, I'd say in my experience, more than half the time, the reason that the prep stuff didn't get done was because they were slacking in the uh, beginning of the day without having anybody in the restaurant, and they just weren't, like, on their shit, you know? And I feel like a lot of the times that, like, the morning people, if they're not on their shit and don't have our station stocked up, that it kind of ruins your night almost in a way, you know? To where it's like now you have to spend the instead of doing orders constantly you have to spend the time to try to get this one prep item done while you're doing orders and like it it just takes away from you being able to like perform at your best absolutely and um another thing that i've i found that's crazy um just when it comes to having to pick up other people's slack is that like a lot of the times um those people will continue to do it over and over and over again just because they know they can get away with it. And they just don't understand, uh, like... they and, and then they'll come up with excuses for themselves. And they'll also, they'll also be okay with it, you know what I mean? It's like, me as a person, if I'm, if I'm not setting myself up or setting other people up, or if I feel like I didn't do my job to its fullest, I feel like I don't feel like I did a great job that day. And so most people are just okay with that because they're just there for a paycheck. Yeah, and I, I, I get it, but I, it's sad to see. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the food industry kind of allows for those types of people to uh, be employed. But it's sad to see when you're in a higher-end establishment and that's still a thing, you know? Uh, there's some people where it's just, like, you cannot expect them to just ever, like, change at that point or to, like, really get better, I guess, or to, like, you know... Right. To to do better than what they are oh, doing, yeah. you know? Absolutely, especially when, like, you know, there's certain... You know, when you're in the restaurant industry, you know, you care about your teammates, you care about the other people that you're working with because, like, you kind of... A grow a bond with them almost um, most of the time and then there are those, those people who like you really want to do uh, better and you really want them to like grow but like they'll apologize to you many 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 times or they'll like you know say that they're going to do better but they never actually do better and it's really sad to see honestly and it really sucks 
But, like, I feel like that issue is just due to some people who just aren't made for this industry, you know? But they're in it because, like, it's the only thing they know now. And it's, like, the thing that... It, nowadays, it's sometimes, you know, a really good paying job. Of course, back in the day, before COVID, uh, it wasn't really the highest... I, I say the highest paying job. <laughs> I remember back in the day, before COVID, I would get paid 14 an hour. And I thought that was that was a lot. But of course now it's not that much. My my first ever kitchen job, I got paid uh, eight dollars an hour, and I was at Panera working on the line, and that's like you know that's not like a very high end restaurant, but it's still like a line, uh, you know, working a line. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, You're still making salads and producing sandwiches and stuff to like sometimes even to like high demands. When you're dealing with yeah. drive-through and people who are coming in to sit down and eat, it definitely like even now just working in different like various restaurants, uh, you kind of realize like those smaller restaurants like Panera that are more like a fast food diner. You know, it's not like as intense of a kitchen. Uh, you can still learn a lot from working at those places, and I think uh, you know a lot of what I did there is still incorporated into what I do now. Um, it's just been like steps up. Like it's like each place I've gone to has been better than the last place. I feel like. Right. Absolutely. I I, I can agree with that too. That uh, as as I go through the industry, um, I kind of started out like working in like these like corporate places that are everywhere where like most things are microwaved or just shoved in a fryer, you know, or like you know the quality's not that great and could be better. And I've kind of worked myself up to now where I work at a place where like the menu changes constantly and the food that we bring in is fresh and we're working with a lot of different ingredients that are awesome, like royal red shrimp that I've I'd never even heard of before I even worked at this job. And it's about to change. And we also get in like fresh octopus, like the whole tentacle, like all the suction cups, everything. It just, it's beautiful. But another thing that I wanted to talk about due to like just picking up other people's slacks, uh, people's um, slack is like, that time, like, I've had many, many, many instances where I've come into work and I'm ready for my station. You know, I think I have everything, you know, and this, this container of this item that I'm going to serve, it looks, it looks right from the outside. And I put it down in my, my low boy, like, refrigerator or whatever. And I open it up for service because they're like, oh, I need a, I need a, let's say, I need a grilled cheese. And I open it, and the grilled cheeses that are supposed to be buttered on both sides and have all the cheese inside of them, half of them aren't even buttered, and some of them are missing a piece of cheese. And it's like, that person didn't even try. Like, you could, like, I would have rather have had that person not even prep the item and not have it prepped up than to put it, than to prep it, but the absolute wrong way and absolutely, like, um, what's the word, rushed? Without even, like, trying. And I've oh, no, had... I can completely agree with that. It's like, uh, I have an example kind of similar to that. The other day, coming into work, um, we have FIFO bottles that have, like, a cap on one side and then kind of like a push-in cap on the other side. And it's supposed to be, like, one screws on, one pushes in. And so there's a side for each one. Right. Uh, we had, like, 20 bottles prepped where the person who prepped them didn't put it on the right side so as soon as I come in I'm like 
this is immediately setting me back because each one of these, like, once you put all the stuff in it, it's so hard to, like, switch them out and stuff. Like, I was just like, you really expect me to have to take the time to fix all of this that, like, they wow. just could have gotten right in the first place? Like, it's like if, if they if they hadn't even have done it, then I could have just done it right. But it's like, you know, right. I, it shouldn't have to be that everything has to be done by me or has to be done by people that can do it right. Like, it should be that everyone in the kitchen can do it right when they do it, you know? It's like... Yeah, absolutely. I, I can absolutely agree. And it's crazy to me when that kind of stuff happens. I imagine, it like, in, in every aspect of the kitchen, you're always going to have those people that just don't do their work to the fullest potential every single day that they could. And you don't really, you know, I guess it just... <laughs> I guess sometimes it's due to, like oh, what mood are they in today? But I feel like you shouldn't have to, like, rely on somebody's mood to be good or not to whether they're going to, like, set you up for success and as you set them up for success. Because, like, I've noticed, so, the one thing between, like, morning shifts and night shifts. So, morning shifts, they open up, they prep, uh, they prep all the things that they need to open, you know, their station, to open the restaurant. And then the night crew, they come in, uh, they got to make sure they have everything for night service. And then after, on top of that, afterwards, they have to close. And then we also have to bring all of the – in any restaurant I've ever worked at, you always have to bring your utensils back to the station. So that way the morning person is set up to where they have all their utensils, all the things they need for their station. So that the station setup is kind of easier for them, you know, because we, we can set up each other like that because a restaurant should be like that. It should be one big community. And that, there's been many times where I'm just like – you know, I took the time to prep up what they couldn't prep up. I worked through my service with like less than what I was supposed to have. I closed down my station perfectly. And then I brought all the utensils back and even made labels for all the things that need to be labeled for 10 to 4 for 4 hours so that they can be thrown out uh, after that time. I even made all the labels for them so they didn't have to write a single label. And there would be times where like that person would open up the station and it's like I did all this work of closing down the station and everything and you know I scrubbed the hoods every night and the person in the morning sometimes wouldn't even have my station set up and it's like why am I going the extra mile for somebody who isn't going to go the extra mile for me yeah no it's like it, it makes you think like damn should I just come into work and do that like should I just be that person that just half-asses the job if that's what's okay like you know if that's just what's acceptable in the workplace like why shouldn't you be that person you know why should you do more if other people are do are able to get away with just like doing less and stuff like i don't know i just think it's a it's like a it's a it's a trap you kind of get in by doing good in the kitchen and by like being able to handle a lot in the kitchen it's just like the more you're able to handle, the more you're going to have to handle. And that's just what sucks. Like, it's like, it should be that everyone kind of, like, handles their own weight, you know, but not all the time. Is it that? Right, absolutely. Um, and another topic that I kind of wanted to talk about that has to do with this uh, topic is just, um, so it's another it's another thing that has to do with picking up other slack. Um, I would love to talk about just employees that show up high out of their mind like you know because like they'll like smoke weed before work and then you have to pick up their slack because like the entire shift they're just not themselves or they're not there because they're just blasted out of their mind 
I think I think it's uh you know, I think it's kind of common. I've seen it just like in kitchens a lot where uh, drug use in general, not just drugs, but like you know getting high, people drinking and stuff being just a problem. Uh, may, like I, I've never really worked in any kind of like workforce outside of kitchens, so I don't know uh, outside of the restaurant industry, so I'm not entirely sure like how often uh that ha- like how how uh how present that is in other workforces but right. like uh in the restaurant industry there's a lot of people who come into work and drink and like who show up to work like just like you said like stoned out of their mind or just come into work uh, right they like barely even know how to talk at that point it's like i've i've had many instances where people have shown up to work just blasted out of their mind and like you can tell you can absolutely tell when they are because they're they're one silent and they like you can tell because their eyes look tired and you can just tell when they're super blasted because it's like they're not even there. You have no idea what they're doing there. And there was this one person who would come in blasted all the time. And, like, the general manager had to, like, send him home multiple times because, like, he would just show up so blasted that he couldn't even do his own job or, like, prep for his own job or work the station. It's like, why would you even show up like that in the first place? Like, and this person wouldn't only do it once, but they'd, they'd do it so often and you would think that after being told to go home multiple times because of it, that you would just stop doing it and like maybe like okay maybe I should stop smoking before I go to work maybe I should just wait till after work but they but they can't help themselves. It's like I understand that this job is mentally taxing, and physically taxing, and you have to make some sacrifices for this industry. That's just how this industry is, but. I just don't think that it's that much of a taxing, especially the job that I had at the time. I don't think it was that taxing of a job for you to have to show up to work blasted. That has to be some sort of issue outside of work because there's no way that I you would need to be like that to work that job. It wasn't that stressful. And the person would show up all the time blasted. They wouldn't be able to do their job. Somebody would have to cover their station when they leave, of course. And, like, it would kind of, you know, mess up the entire day because, like, they're not only is their station not prepped up because they're blasted, but they can't work. And then they're they're trying to get out of working. And it's it's just a whole mess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand how you could get... Like, if you're not able to do your... Like, why would you want to not be able to do your job when you're going into your job, I guess? We've seen someone in our own workplace that uh, got fired... Because they just admitted they were just too high to be able to function, basically. Oh, yeah. It's like, damn, like, it's nice going. Like, like we're really... Uh. I know. The person, like, you know, everyone could... I'm pretty sure anyone could tell he was he was blasted, but he was, like, running food to the wrong tables constantly because of it. He would run food to the wrong tables, and you would think that in his head he'd be like, okay, you know, after running food to the wrong table a couple different times, he would be like, okay, I'm going to just stop smoking before I go to work, but no, he showed up back to work again, blasted, out of his mind, and he was just so high out of his mind to the point where, like, he was willing to admit to his managers that he was just absolutely super high. So, of course, they're going to let him go that day. It's like, you just admitted to me that you're high out of your mind. (laughs) Yeah, not for real. And... And it's it's just crazy to think that people, like, you know, why wouldn't you just call out? 
it, I mean, this place that we worked at, like, you could, anybody could have called out for any goddamn reason, and it didn't really matter at, at all. People could just call out willy freaking nilly as, as much as they wanted, and they really never got any repercussions for it. I have no idea if they give me repercussions now for it, but, like, they really wouldn't. Like, people would call out, like, multiple times a week sometimes, and we'd have to cover their stuff, their shift and everything. And it's just, you know, and another, like, that. I think that's a great segue um, into, like, what uh, I would like to talk about next is, like, when I worked at this place, uh, I was a shift lead. And, um, you know, I, I'm during my shift lead uh, days, I wanted to be able to, like, show that I'm a lead and that I can, like, do um, all the things that are required of me. And sometimes people would just call out so much that, like, I would just end up having to just close a station those nights. And, I mean, that's okay. It shows good that, like, you know, I can close a station. Of course, there were a couple moments where, like, I had to close somebody else's station, and I was totally okay with it because, like, one of my friends showed up, and he was, like, legitimately sick. Like, he was, like, wearing a mask. He was legitimately sick. He legitimately didn't feel good. And I was like, hey, man, listen, all the managers in in the office are are in their meeting. I'm... I'm going to go ahead and let you go home because you're obviously too sick to work your station. I don't mind working your station. I'll work your station. And then I ended up telling the managers, like, hey, he was sick. I sent him home because he just was not feeling good and I covered station. But there were some other people who would call out on these weekend days when we need people. And you could tell that they weren't actually sick because, like, the next day they would show up and they were completely fine. And it's like, were you even were you even sick? I don't, I don't know. And I feel like you know that stuff would mess with my lead shifts when i could like really show that i'm a lead and show that like i can do more than just help out the line and everything and would just kind of ruin it because it's like okay well now i just gotta now i'm just a closer again yeah no, it's like no yeah just took away that what you're doing in that shift to prove that you're able to do it you know yeah because because i could have like prepped i could have made the prep list i could have like done so many other managerial jobs but because this person couldn't come in for some you know stupid reason usually usually it was a stupid reason um if they were really sick like if you can tell when somebody cares about their job when they show up sick anyways and you're just like oh dude just go home (laughs) just go home um and it just it just sucks i guess especially when somebody you know can't do their job properly and then you it kind of ruins your what you got going yeah not for real it's uh it's a it's it's a shame that you have to deal with it working in the restaurant industry but i mean it's it's almost like something you kind of have to expect at that point like all right like yeah uh, another i'd say another example of times when i've had to pick up other people's slack or like not even just pick up their slack but like people who were just like couldn't they just really didn't understand urgency i feel like a lot of people don't understand urgency in in our industry like i wouldn't say like a lot but like there are those people that are in your restaurant who just don't understand urgency because like we need product we need it out and everything and like one time when i worked at um uh, one of the restaurants i worked at there was this person who like like we would cut lobster tails every day and like any time that he would prep this is this is the reason why they made me pretty much the like permanent backup person which was somebody who like prepped during the the cooking like the shift like the night shift during like hours like i'd prep up food for the line if they needed it if they ran out or i would make rice and baked potatoes and biscuits and stuff like that 
I was basically like the night prep person almost where I like prep for like service and stuff. But like the reason they made me permanent backup is because anytime they made somebody else backup, they wouldn't do their prep list. They wouldn't have rice and baked potatoes on time, which is so easy. Like you just stuck the water and the rice and everything and you just stuck it in the oven. You forgot it and you just like set a timer for 45 minutes and the baked potatoes as well. You just oiled them, salted them, put them in the oven, boom. 45 minutes later, they're good. And all you had to understand was like how many bakes you needed at a time. And it's like, you can tell during service how many you need. And then you, and while the bakes and rice are in the oven, I would prep up stuff or I do biscuits and things like that. And most of the other people who would work in this position um, were just like not as, like not as urgent, urgent as me. And they weren't uh, prepping things. Like they weren't doing their entire list. They wouldn't do their entire list. So the next day, you know, the prep person has to do more. And, and they would, and this, this person who was like cutting lobster tails one night, I'm talking, they were cutting them. It took them three hours to cut one tray of lobster tails. I swear to you. And I just, I don't understand why it takes that long, you know? And I think it was because they were baked out of their mind too, honestly. Because I just don't understand why people don't, some people don't understand the sense of urgency. Like you have to, it's definitely something that you can't teach to people. It's definitely something that they have to learn on their own and they have to like understand, you know, is that like you need to be urgent in this business and you have to be able to like keep up with the fast pace sometimes. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some kitchens where it's like, I think in the restaurant industry, there's some kitchens where like what you do is very simple and it is kind of like able to be done by just about anyone. But then there's a certain point where it's like you're either in a high volume kitchen and you could still be doing simple stuff, but it's like you need to be able to do that simple stuff fast and like multitask. Right. Or you could be in a high end kitchen where what you're doing is no longer simple. Like you actually have to be like taking the time to make sure you're measuring all your shit and like putting out the right ingredients right. and not like fucking up the product. And a lot of those places like understanding the order like a lot of those places where like some things take time and they take real like paying attention to you have to understand the order that you can do things in like oh these certain items i can push off till later but i can do these other ones that take a long time now you know like one thing that i do in my kitchen currently that i definitely feel like there's two things that i feel like take a long time deshelling fava beans and uh peeling asparagus so like the asparagus, you have to score them like a certain amount of length and then you, you take them and you peel whatever is not scored down to the score line. So then it's like a peeled asparagus all the way down until you hit the head of the asparagus. And like that takes a long time to peel, I mean, a little asparagus. Yeah. And fava beans, you have to like de-shell them from the shell and then while they're in their second shell, you uh, cook them off and then you have to take them out of that shell. So it's like a, it's like a complete process, but you have to understand like, oh, okay. So while I'm bland, while I, after I get all of my fava beans out of their pods and I start blanching them, while they're blanching for a couple minutes, I'm gonna start doing my asparagus. So then while I'm doing my asparagus, I'm blanching off my fava beans, and then I have them in the container. I can wait to deshell those again later on, and then I can get my other stuff done. And it's like when you work in those places where there's a lot to do with the prep list and things, you can kind of like. After a while, of course, everything, you know, even when it comes to learning urgency on your own, it has to do with like, you know, doing it every day over and over again. And then you can figure out what, what order you can do it in to get it done the fastest, you know?
Because, like, some of those places, like, it's just speed. Like, you got to just learn speed. And then there are some times where you can learn a certain order to do it in or, like, what you can have ready or what you can have cooking while you're working other things. You know, multitasking. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be able to multitask. And some sometimes, and, and that's going to come with doing it over and over again every day. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah, and some of those people who... Um, were just slow at their job like some of them even worked there for like years and it's like how have you after years not learned how to cut lobster tails any faster than you are right now <laughs> after years of working at the place like it, the dude was a good line cook and everything but like he could not prep for the life of him i swear to you he could not no sense of urgency like this man needs lobster tails now on the girl station it's crazy to me and um Another another thing about like just people, you know, not doing their job, and then you have to do theirs, especially is like when you have people who uh, don't know how to ask for help. I feel like people who don't know how to ask for help uh, on the line definitely slows down the cooking process because now you have to wait for them to be ready. Because they don't understand that they're not only in the weeds, but they can't they can't produce the the product on time with you, you know. Yeah. Have you had have you ever come across uh, any instances? I think, I think some people are also like there are too. Uh, they don't want to like they don't want to need to have help, so they just like they they get pissed off when you try and help them because they're like, no, I can do it myself, and it's like. Yeah, like, don't have that mentality where it's, like, you have to be that guy, you know? Like, it's, like, if you're getting flooded with orders, like, there's nothing wrong with getting help, you know? Right, absolutely. And I feel like when they don't ask for help, it causes everybody else in the line to slow down, and then the order is going out slows down. And then the expo person's looking at me and going, this ticket's at 45 minutes. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I... Somebody needs to help them, and they don't want it, and it's it's just absolutely crazy. And I just don't understand why they would, why they can't ask for help. And I get it that it's probably just like a, you know, an issue with like they don't, <laughs> they don't want to ask for help because they think that they they can handle it. Oh, I I can handle this. There are some times where you can't handle things, and that's okay. That's gonna happen in the restaurant industry. People are gonna need help. You can't put up seven plates of food at once by yourself there are some places where you can but there are some places where you cannot like you you need help and you need to ask for it at the correct times or you're gonna cause everybody else to not uh, function properly and you're gonna slow down service you're gonna slow down the the cooking of food which makes almost the quality go down a lot of the times a lot of the times the quality goes down by then because like maybe a steak rested for too long and now the insides are a little too cold and things like that. And I just don't really understand why they can't ask for help. But some people are just like that. So I, I think a great message out to people who are in the industry and uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't make it seem, don't make it make you think that like asking for help makes you weak or it makes you like a bad line cook. It doesn't, uh, we all get in the weeds it's always going to happen and you should ask for help honestly is there any other cool stories you had Eli no that's basically all I have I think okay 
Well, then we're going to go ahead and hit the lo-fi hip-hop. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to the first episode of Kitchen Talk. There will be many more to come out. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'll probably be on uh, again. Well, yeah, I plan on having you on uh, pretty much every Kitchen Talk episode. Nice. Honestly, because I feel like you have a lot. You have a good amount of experience in the industry, and also I use all your equipment in the podcast. So, thanks for listening. Thank you.